Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge. The definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Mazurak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice. Fantasy picks to click and flick. The latest NFL news and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarak. Welcome to the show, everybody. September is here. Football is back officially in two, two nights from now. This is September 3rd, 2019. My name is Michael Nazarak. I am host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found on the web at ffmastermind.com. And with me, once again, my very experienced uh, fantasy football player and great friend, Chris Rito. How you doing tonight, Chris? Very well, sir. Very well. I hope my voice holds out. I just got done with my local auction about uh, less than an hour ago, so I'm all stoked to talk about football. And uh, my ho- like I said, I hope my voice holds out. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm excited for you. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a couple of big drafts coming up, uh, FFPC-related, uh, Fantasy Football Players Championship. Got a satellite coming up Wednesday night, and then we got the big main event. We got a uh, live draft at uh, Planet Hollywood Friday night, and then we got one uh, live for Saturday morning, and then we have one online Saturday afternoon. So uh, I got a lot of drafting coming ahead, and, uh, the, of course, the big game coming up Thursday night is Packers at Bears. Uh, what's Aaron Rodgers going to do in that game is going to be very interesting to see and, and how the Bears use uh, their new flashy rookie running back, David Montgomery. It's going to be very interesting to watch. However, let's get right to the news and notes. And, and what's on everybody's mind, I'm just uh, checking Twitter. Adam Schefter, uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, uh, nothing new on, uh, on Zeke, but it's very, very close according to his agent. They've been talking all week. It's, it's turned positive. Um, uh, you know, I think we're going to get a deal here in the next day or two or, or whatnot. But uh, it's, let's say, Chris, you're drafting uh, later tonight or tomorrow, and Zeke hasn't yet signed, but it looks, it's looking close. You're in the first round. Say you're like in the, in the four or five, six hole, somewhere around there. Do you, uh, you just go ahead and take Zeke anyway, uh, or, or, or do you pass? In my opinion, yes, but I've been very bullish on p- taking him in the first round. Uh, all summer, even as the thing gets closer. In fact, in my auction tonight, like I said, about an hour ago, I got him at what I consider a, a steal at uh, uh, $29 when he should have gone for about 45 without this holdout issue. So I'm assuming he did. at worst case, I'm going to maybe miss one week with him, but I'll have him the whole rest of the way at a good price. I, I would have no concerns about drafting or buying Ezekiel Elliott right now. Then what is the salary cap in that league? $200 for 20-man roster. So, again, 
$45 is what a top-end running back would go for. Um, 45 maybe 50 for a guy that's, you know, like, like Saquon Barkley went for 50 So I consider $29 a huge bargain. It's the same as, like, Devonta Freeman and, and Leonard Fournette went for it. I'd take Ezekiel Elliott for 15 weeks over those guys for 16 anytime. Oh, I, I agree with you totally. I'm, I'm interested. I'm sure our, our viewers or li- uh, listeners are, are interested too, as well as the viewers on, on the website. Uh, what, uh, when, when, when you uh, did you bring him up first, or was this later in the draft that he was brought up? I'm curious. No, it was fairly early, so there was a lot of money still out there, and I was I was pleasantly surprised and somewhat shocked that he didn't go well into the 30s. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised about that too. I'm I'm with you. I think he's gonna it's gonna get done here. Uh, and I think that if it gets done within 24 hours, that there's plenty of time to get him on the field. I know he's not in football shape, but he said his agent said he's re- raring to go. He's ready to go, ready to play. Obviously, what else is he going to say? But he's back from Cabo. Uh, everything's uh, you know good there. So I think he's going to play. Uh, and they might limit his action there a little bit. It just depends on how the game plan. Uh, you know, let's say they get up a, a couple touchdowns in the second half on the on the, on the Giants, they might uh, you know give Tony Pollard some extra work there. But I'm, I'm with you in the fact that if you're drafting in the middle of a regular draft here and so you're five six seven eight uh nine ten whatnot and he slides to you 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 snatch him up uh at this point probably if you're drafting fourth you go ahead and take him there too but you know it's it's been very uh, hectic last couple of days with regards to uh Zeke and he's not the only holdout running back Melvin Gordon over in um in LA with the Chargers a totally different situation the, the Chargers had no, they're not negotiating with him anymore. In fact, they said earlier this 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 week that uh, if he he wants to come in and play under this current salary, then he can do that and make five and a half million or so uh, money for this year. But otherwise, uh, you know, uh, he he's he's on his own now. Now they did give him the chance to talk to a trade, to talk to other teams about a potential trade, and there is one specific team they're not mentioning it. It was uh, Josina Anderson reported on ESPN that there's one team that's uh, sniffing around. Just preliminary asking the Chargers what's it going to take to do a deal, and uh, NBC Sports reported that the Chargers are not only asking for a first-round draft pick, but also a fifth-rounder in in addition to that. And it's kind of interesting because they're, they're in my opinion, they're asking for elite compensation for, uh, for 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 Gordon, and yet they don't seem to be willing to give him anything close to the Zeke money. I think he he wants thirteen, fourteen million. Whatever, and I think they're 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 hedging more like ten or eleven, and I'm like this is this is not making much sense to me. But regardless, I think that he's not going to come back till week ten. But what is your take on this, Chris? Do you when do you wait? We we talked about this last week, fourth, fifth round or whatever. Is he going any lower in your in your eyes? What 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 do you think of Melvin Gordon? I think if you can draft him as your number three, if you've got two really solid guys, or preferably your number four, it's worth the risk for the upside. Uh, that he might come back, you know, for playoff time. I mean, it's it's looking a lot more like the Le'Veon Bell thing from last year, and everyone was assuming he'd be back week 10 because he wouldn't give up that year towards his towards free agency. But boy, I tell you, this is getting this is getting sketchy. And the fact that the Chargers told him, yeah, you go ahead and see what you can get for yourself. You go ahead and test the market and see how much other people are willing to pay you and pay for you. I think that means they're quite confident that Gordon ultimately will come crawling back to them. So. They're not going to blink. The question is, will Melvin Gordon? And I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm not so sure either one of them will. And I don't think that's in the best interest of either side. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit different. I think he, he does have to report by week 10 to get a, a, a credit, a credit so he can hit free agency. And, of course, they can slap a tag on him next year. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think that he's basically he is forced to come back by week 10. It's not quite the Le'Veon Bell situation. But the bottom line is what, what motivation does he have other than the, the $330,000 paycheck that he's going to be giving up every week? But if he sits out week one or two, and, and if you're Melvin Gordon, don't you sit out till week 10? I think you're probably right, but the the best thing that can happen to this to everyone in the situation is for him to actually start talking to other teams and realize that his best bet is the offer that the Chargers already gave him. That's the best case scenario for everyone is for is for that kind of snipping around to really tell him maybe I'm not as highly regarded as I seem to think I am. And of course, on the other, on the flip side of this, let's say that uh, you know Zeke's deal gets through, it, and it's rumored to be six years, ninety million dollars. And of course, you know it, it, he wants more than the forty-five million guarantee that, that Todd Gurley got with uh, with uh, the Chargers. And I think he's probably going to end up getting it. But the structure is when are the Cowboys going to pay him? In other words, he's not going to get you know f- uh, the full forty forty-five million guaranteed in the first year or two. He's he's going to have to. That's probably what they're hanging over right now. But I, if I'm Melvin Gordon, in a way, I'm thinking, golly, if Zeke gets paid. I'm gonna. I, I want fifteen plus million dollars. Uh, you know, I mean, this is how these kids think nowadays. But it's uh, it's it's kind of getting an ugly situation. We're gonna talk more about the replacements for Melvin Gordon and how they might fare this week and week one when we get to our picks to click and flick segment. But anyway, you slice it. It's kind of getting ugly uh, for for Melvin Gordon Gordon owners. Whether you draft them already, own them in a dynasty or keeper league, you know, it's almost to the point where you gotta sit them and and and, and you know assume that he's not gonna. Uh, to play for the coming week until something happens. And he said he's sitting out until some big development happens. And the Chargers like, well, you know, the big development is that we're not going to negotiate with you anymore and you better get your butt in, in, in here to play. Otherwise, you're going to be losing all these paychecks. And it's going to be interesting to see if he does blank. Who yeah, I think first. Gordon anyway, is kind of bank, Gordon's banking on the, on the fact that some contending team is going to lose their star running back to injury. And that's going to make them say, okay, we got to go all in for this year. And, and risk this, and I don't know if that's a play that I'd be willing to make if I was in his shoes. Well, uh, speaking of that, it's, it's already happened with the Houston Texans. They've already mortgaged their future by trading away all their first-round picks in order to get Laramie Tunsil, and, uh, and then they traded away Jeremy uh, Clowney to get back uh, basically a handful of beans. Uh, you know, I, I, Bill, Bill Bryan's going all in for this year, and this is what happens with a team that does not have a GM. Uh, you have a little bit of instability there, and uh, basically O'Brien is all in for this year and next year. He doesn't care about the future, obviously. And, uh, you know, it's win now, win now. And, and they had no uh, – there's been no no talk about trying to get Gordon and, and pay him what he wants. So, you know, that's a, that's another negative for Melvin in that regard. Let's move on real quick here before we spend the whole 30 minutes talking about Melvin Gordon anyway. Uh, just one more note before we get to the injury uh, list here, uh, in case you guys were, were expecting a big uh, breakout season for the rookie wide receiver for the Patriots, Nikhil Harry. He's been put on IR, so that means he's going to miss at least the first eight games of the season, the whole uh, malady of injuries. A knee, a sore knee, and or a sore ankle, and such. And uh, so, as a result, they re-signed Demarius Thomas, who uh, you know comes in, I guess, at maybe at the bottom of the depth chart there. Um, Chris, in your mind, does Demarius Thomas have anything left to provide for fantasy owners as a Patriot? I'm not sure if he has anything to provide for himself fantasy-wise, but I think what it does do is allow Brady to, to hang on and still be a very solid number two quarterback. Really, 
if you think about it, Brady was dropping because he had a, a broken-fingered Edelman or broken-thumbed Edelman and nothing else except a bunch of rookies. Now he's got, in the last week, Edelman's healthier, Josh Gordon came in, and now Demarius Thomas is playing well, and he has a veteran presence three deep at receiver. So I think this now helps Brady and maybe helps the running game open up because you've got three viable threats on the outside that they didn't have before. So, But I don't think Demarius Thomas in and of himself is worth anything more than an absolute last-round flyer if you're going to count on Josh Gordon again getting suspended or Edelman again getting hurt. Yep. Okay, let's get to the list of injuries here. And it's, it's quite a short one. Uh, most teams are very healthy as we ended at the start of the season. Uh, other than the Lamar Miller injury, torn ACLs were, I think, down this this uh, this summer. Uh, didn't I don't think we had a torn Achilles happen anywhere. So it's kind of it's been fingers crossed. Hopefully this doesn't play catch up, you know, week one. Anyway, Cam Newton with a foot in Carolina. He's expected to play. He practiced earlier this week. He's fully doing everything. Uh, Kenyon Drake with a foot in, uh, in Miami. Uh, he's expected to play week one here. Uh, Jerick McKinnon, in case you were counting on him last week, new development, he tried to come back and practice. It flared up again, torn ACL. They ended up putting him on IR. He's out for the season, so you basically get uh, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, and then Raheem Mostert is going to be the number three there. Uh, moving on over to wide receiver, Amari Cooper, the bruised heel. Oh, he practiced on Monday. He's good to go. He said he's, he's good. He said he, he practiced, and there was actually no pain there at all, so that's good. In Cincinnati, uh, uh not really any good news there on A.J. Green. Uh, you know, he had the ankle surgery. Uh, they still say that returning for week three remains his best-case scenario. I think he's going to be out at least four or five weeks, so he's not going to play until October. So, guys, gotta, you got to uh, plan accordingly for that. Dante Pettis with a, a, a strained groin. He's expected to play. In fact, they, the unofficial uh, depth chart came out for the 49ers, listed him as the number one wide receiver, take us for what it's worth. They also listed him as flight ahead of Tevin Coleman. But, of course, you know, these preseason depth charts a lot of, in a lot of places don't mean nothing until the games actually begin. Uh, over in Seattle, they're happy because their rookie, D.K. Metcalf, with a knee, uh, had a procedure on it a couple of weeks ago. Well, he practiced on Monday. He might actually play, depending on how it looks the rest of the, the week here in practice. Uh, over in Miami, Albert Wilson, he's been uh, cleared to play completely up, coming off that hip injury. He's on track to play week one. John Ross with a hamstring came back in practice. He's expected to play this week, too, and they need him with A.J. Green out. Uh, the big news uh, in terms of injuries for practicing teams, of course, the Bears and the Packers, tied in Trey Burton for the uh, Bears. It was thought that his sports hernia was keeping him out, but now they're saying it's kind of a strained groin. Uh, he was limited again on Tuesday today as well as yesterday. Officially, he's a game-time decision to play on Thursday night, so I would not expect him to play. If he does, <laughs> I wouldn't start him. Uh, anyway, Jimmy Graham in the same game with the finger. He practiced fully on Tuesday after being limited on Monday, so that's he's training in the right direction. Looks like he's going to end up playing. Uh, Jordan Reed in Washington, they said he's going to play last week with a concussion. Well, he's still in, the, in concussion protocol, so I, I, I say that it's very iffy there. Uh, we'll watch his status the rest of the week, report that on the site. Uh, and Tyler Croft with the foot in, in Buffalo, he's out for a while, so uh, you know don't expect him to be playing anytime soon. And we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President and CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's expert league Super Bowl champ. 
Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim. Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP, they cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, of course, uh, check out our website, ffmastermind.com. Lots of free good stuff on there, including our free NFL Quick Bits and our free Eye in the Sky Scanner reports. We go uh, now weekly uh, with a report on uh, each of the teams from our scouts, including that of Chris Rito on uh, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, a luckless Colts now team. Anyway, our Masters List Customizable Cheat Sheet, our Master Biden Championship Projections Board, MCP Board, and our Executive Draft Master EDM have all been updated, just updated it about a couple of hours ago. Uh, we will update it one final time if Zeke signs. Uh, lots of good stuff there. The final version of our uh, version 7 of our preseason draft guide has been released. 595 pages, just shy of 600 there. Uh, the price is 18.95. Our premium summer rates are a Pro Bowl package is $47.95. Super Bowl is $57.95. If you follow me on Twitter, or please follow me on Twitter, at FFMastermind. Let's get to the picks to click and flick for week one. As a reminder, everyone who's new to the show, these are guys that you might want to seriously consider either clicking, flicking off your starting roster for this week or uh, – people that we think are going to have really good games that are going to click and, and go, not, not get rid of them off your roster completely <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's go right to the quarterbacks. Uh, give me a couple of quarterbacks you like this week and why, Chris? I do like Tom Brady this week. I don't think much of him for fantasy this year, but I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady in an opener. He's got three or more touchdown passes in his, his opening game three of the last four seasons, and he had his full complement of wide receivers this week, like we mentioned earlier, for what might be the only time. You never know. He's got some success against the Steelers in his past, and Pittsburgh's easier to run on or to beat in the air than to run on. So I think he could be a low-end number one this week. And I love Jameis Winston this week. I mean, no one hemorrhaged passing touchdowns like the Niners last year. They allowed 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns and only had two picks. So I look for Tampa to break out at home, give Jameis some confidence, and for there to be a couple of long scores in this one. This could be a real high-scoring game since Tampa can't stop anyone either. Okay, uh, a couple of quarterbacks I like this week. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Cousins in Minnesota. Uh, just a just got a feeling that he's going to play well at home against the beautiful Falcons. In fact, uh, just like uh, that game you mentioned there, I think this is probably going to be a fairly high-scoring game. I know Minnesota's got a good offense, but so do the Falcons. Uh, and Minnesota's got a good defense, too, but the Falcons have a really good offense, too. So, uh, you know, playing at home week one, uh, go with Kirk Cousins if you need him. I mean, he's going to be in the middle of the pack now. You know, that's the way it is. Josh Allen with Buffalo, the Jets secondary right now is already hurt. Uh, you know, they've already signed a lot of uh, players, uh, mediocre players, to fill the, fill the knees and the holes there. So I think Josh Allen is not only going to have some success on the ground running when he does, but also I think he's going to, you know, throw, throw a, probably a couple touchdown passes in this game, maybe to John Brown, uh, maybe Cole Beasley there. But So if you need Josh Brown, that's another uh, in, a, in a, a larger league, then go ahead and start him. A couple quarterbacks I'm not uh, crazy about this week. Cam Newton, obviously. Uh, he's got the foot. I know he says he's you know completely healthy. He's practicing fully and all, but uh, boy, he's he's going up against a very tough L.A. Rams defense, and I think they're going to clamp down on him and uh, not not allow him to get out of the pocket there. And I'm not sure how much he's going to be able to run. And of course, he's dealing with the new 
throwing motion, so we don't know if that's going to stick at all. It's just one of one of my uh, creepers for the year uh, in preseason. Cam Newton, I just wouldn't start him this week. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, in my view, you're probably not even going to consider starting him, but, you know, he's playing against the Ravens. I know the Ravens lost a lot of players in the offseason, but they also signed a lot of players, and they all seem to have a very good defense. And with uh, so, so, many, so many changes to the wide receiver core in Miami uh, with no Kenny Stills there, I think Fitzpatrick's going to struggle. In other words, no Fitzmagic this week. How about a couple of uh, quarterbacks that you're not crazy about and why, Chris? Well, the predicted Sam Darnold breakout, I think, is going to wait. Uh, the Bills were actually the best defense at limiting fantasy quarterbacks last year, a lot of league low in yards and touchdowns, and their run defense is a little more suspect. So I'm sure that Le'Veon Bell is going to get a lot of action rather than them throwing the ball around. I think it's going to be a really low-volume aerial day for the Jets' new offense. And then I actually don't really like Aaron Rodgers on the Thursday night game. His road struggles recently in this series are monumental. He has not topped 275 yards in Chicago since 2014 and hasn't thrown a touchdown pass there at all since 2015. He kills the Bears at home but has been beaten down in Chi-Town. So a couple of those with a short week of prep and a renewed commitment to the run they're supposing, I think this could be a good week to sit A.A. Rod if you've got a better option. Wow, uh, I did not know that stat about uh, Rodgers in Chicago. That's good stuff to know. About a couple of running backs you like this week and why? Well, I hate to say this because I'm playing against him, but I love on Johnson this week. The Lions are going to make him the centerpiece of this offense, and they're going to run him early and often. Without Theo Riddick, I think he should really improve upon a pace that they have him looking at 1,000 yards and 60 catches last year before he got hurt. He was also better on the road last year than at home. And they open on the road against the Cardinals' run defense that was the most generous to fantasy running backs last year. So really like on Johnson to come out of the gate hard. And I love Chris Carson this week. The Bengals allowed the most combined yards to running backs last year and among the most catches to running backs. And the D doesn't look any better on paper this year. So I can see the Seahawks jumping out to a big lead and they're letting Carson get a ton of carries to really bludgeon the Bengals. Yeah, I like Chris Carson this week, too. A couple of guys I like, obviously, Levin Bell. Like you said, I think they're going to run a lot, and I think uh, that he can uh, get the job done against the Bills. Think about this. He's waited two years to play since he last played in a game, and uh, you know he's, he's got a big chip on his shoulder. He's, he want, he's, his big comment this week was that he's going to make the Steelers uh, regret what they did, and uh, I think he's going to put it on the field, and he's going to produce this week against the Bills. So, obviously, you're going to start him and you own him. I think it's going to be a, a big game. Another sneaky start this week you might want to consider. You got him probably as your number three running back. is Austin Eckler of the Chargers, of course, and no Melvin Gordon right now unless some kind of miracle happens. Uh, he's, uh, I think, a sneaky good start at home against a lousy Colts run defense. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, if they get around the goal line, it's probably going to be Austin Eckler. I know they got J- uh, Justin Jackson, but Eckler's going to start and see probably the majority of the touches there. And, of course, he's a good pass catcher, too. So uh, that's another thing in his favor. A couple of guys I'd be, uh, be worried about this week, caution play, my caution play. You say Aaron Rodgers. I say Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, extremely tough matchup on the road against the Bears' run defense, uh, you know, the best t- defense in the league. So I'd be very careful about it. You probably have Aaron Jones as your two, so it just depends on who you have as your three as to whether you consider sitting him or not. Most people probably end up starting him. And uh, let's hope that he gets more than about 70 total yards and no score on that one. Uh, Kalen Ballage for Miami, uh, not a good time to start him against a very tough uh, Ravens defense. Uh, you know, it's just like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Ballage, in addition to uh, having a tough matchup, he's going to yield a lot of touches to uh, Kenyon Drake there. It's an RBBC. So even though uh, I drafted Ballage, I've been a lot of, a lot of leagues as my number four. Uh, you know, even if I could start three running backs, I'm not going to start Kalen Balance this week. Anyway, how about uh, a couple of running backs that you're not crazy about and why, Chris? 
I'm a little nervous about Nick Chubb's opportunities. Very quietly, the Titans had a really good run defense last year, and they've allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to running backs. Um, however, they were definitely beatable in the air, allowing the most yards and the yards per catch. So I look for the passing game to do most of the damage here this week and for Chubb to have a slow start to his breakout season. And then Damian Williams is a guy that I'm really not keen on this week. The signing of LaShawn McCoy really put a damper on the high hopes a lot of folks had for him as the potential bell cow. And the first week is another slap at his value because the Jaguars allowed amongst the fewest running back fantasy points last year because most teams attack him through the air, which obviously the Chiefs can do. They also had the second fewest red zone touches by running backs allowed in the entire NFL. And some of those crucial touches are going to go to McCoy, who has a nose for the end zone. So I think you really got to temper your expectations for Damian Williams in the opener. Okay, how about a couple of wide receivers you like and why? A couple of deep guys that are probably on the cusp of not even being starting for you. I like Trey Quinn this week. A good DFS player is going to be real cheap. Quinn takes over as a slot man, a heavily used piece of this offense. And with tight end Reed likely out and an uninspiring receiving crew, I think Quinn has the best chance to be a high-volume guy in this game that the Redskins should trail in. The slot guy was a big Achilles heel for the Eagles defense last season, so he's a sneaky good volume play in PPRs this week as I think Keenum dumps it to him to avoid the rush. And then I really like John Brown to come out of the gate hard. He's established himself as the top target for the Bills. He's also clearly the best deep threat. And Josh Allen threw deep with a higher percentage of dropbacks than any guy in the NFL last year. And that was without Brown to throw to. I bet he gets a long one and has a solid fantasy day across the board against that suspect Jets secondary you mentioned earlier. Okay. A couple of wide receivers I like. Uh, and that, yeah, well, uh, on the same team that you just mentioned, Jacksonville, D.D. Westbrook. I think he's going to score at home against a very beatable chief secondary. It's gonna, it could be a high-scoring game in this if uh, Nick Foles and D.D. Westbrook hook up the way they did in the third preseason game. So if you got him, don't be afraid to start him as your third wide receiver there. And Mike Williams, uh, I know people will talk about Keenan Allen and all, but I think that it's going to be Mike Williams who scores against the Colts at home this week. So uh, if you got him as a secondary, I think you, you stick him in there and, uh, uh, you know, he, he will get the job done this week, especially since there's no Tyrell Williams to take away uh, looks there, and also there's no Melvin Gordon, so there's probably going to be more targets for Mike Williams, too. I like him this week. A couple of guys I'm not crazy about, Corey Davis, uh, Tennessee, the whole overall vibe has been bad from for that offense this preseason, and I'm not a believer that they can get the job done on the road against an improved Brown secondary, so uh, I would make Corey Davis produce before I even start him. I uh, I was high on them last last year, but the, that quarterback situation, Mariota's kind of regressed, and their run team now really uh, turned turned the tables on there. He's very talented. He's just not in a good situation. Put him on the Steelers, it'd be a different story. But you know, uh, as a Titan, nope. And uh, I love my Giants. You know me. I love some big blue. But uh, Sterling Shepard, he's going to be facing the top corner coverage in Dallas. It's a road game in Dallas. Dallas's defense is improved. He's going to get the top corner covering him. There's no Golden Tate. Uh, Eli Manning shaky on the road. It's not a good situation. So I'd uh, I'd sit Sterling this week and go in another direction. How about a couple of uh, wide receivers you're not crazy about and why, Chris? I got two studs, which you're probably going to play, but I think you should temper your expectations. They play against each other. One is Keenan Allen, you just mentioned. The Colts actually give the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers last season. They generally get beat by the tight end and dumps to the running back, so Eckler and Henry could survive. Um, the young defense is actually a little deeper and a little older than before, 
And I think they're primed to carry the load with their downgraded offense. So with, as the weakness of this unit, again, is defending the tight end and the running backs, I can see a low-volume day for the Chargers' wide receivers, especially for Allen, who has an under-the-radar ankle injury that's limited him all preseason. I think even if they line him up in the slot, which he does a lot, the Colts have one of the better slot corners in the NFL. So really tempered expectations for Keenan Allen. And I don't really like T.Y. Hilton this week. The Colts have always tended not to use their primary target in the opening games, even back to when Marvin Harrison was there. Hilton has never topped 88 yards in an opening game despite heavy targeting, and last year scored his first career opening day touchdown in his career. With him being the only wide receiver threat, he's going to see double coverage, which he does not succeed against. You add this to a very poor history on the road and on grass, only one touchdown the last two seasons, and against top shadow coverage like Hayward, it's a recipe for disappointment for Hilton this week. Okay, how about a couple of tight ends you like and why? I do like Jack Doyle for the Colts this week. I've been all over Doyle's PPR value this summer, and the switch to Brissett, like I mentioned last week or a couple weeks ago, really helps him. Remember, he caught every one of his 80 balls in 2017 from Brissett. This week faces the Chargers team without their stud safety, Derwin James. I can see Doyle getting a lot of action, especially if the Colts fall behind and have to pass a lot. And I do like one of your big blue, Evan Ingram, this week. I expect a very busy game for him this week, especially with the likelihood the Giants are trailing in this one. He had big stats when OBJ was out last year, and the Giants are really shorthanded at wide receiver again for a while with Tate out, Shepard hurt, like you mentioned. Ingram also torched the Cowboys for his two biggest fantasy games last season, and they were generally vulnerable to position against everybody as they allowed the fourth most catches. Ingram should have a nice high-volume day. Okay. Uh, a couple of tight ends I like this week. Uh, Mark Andrews. Everything's been positive coming out of Baltimore there. Uh, you know, they're, they're not trying to show their hands too much with Lamar Jackson, but uh, he's, he's been very impressive. A lot of people are calling him the best receiver actually on the entire team, even though he's a tight end. I think he's going to score this week in Miami, uh, you know, because their, their defense is vulnerable. Uh, I think uh, he can take advantage of that. And then also Jason Witten, the old man Witten, yep, he's back. And guess what? He's playing the Giants, and he always produces against them. I think he's going to score against them this week. I'm not sure if you're going to start him or not, but you know, I've got him as a backup on a couple of my teams, and I've got some flex options, interesting options. Uh, I've lost Lamar Miller and all, so I can't go there. So I, I'm, I'm weighing my options. I might actually start Jason Witten this week, but you know, it's a little bit of a risk because he is coming back from being retired and all, but you know, Dak says he still loves him. He, he hasn't noticed any difference, so we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with him uh, as a good play this week. And then a couple of guys I'm not crazy about this week, Jimmy Graham with the finger there, not on the road with that finger injury in Chicago. That's my comment to my subscribers, and I'm sticking with it here. And then also Eric Ebron, and like you said, uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett loves Jack Doyle. Love me some Doyle, right? <laughs> so we don't know what kind of role Eric Ebron's really going to play. And so uh, until I actually see him uh, play on the field there and get a lot of targets and maybe produce, then I'm, I'm sitting him this week. How about a couple of tight ends you're not crazy about and why, Chris? Not crazy about David and Joku. The Titans were very weak in the secondary, but they did a great job covering the tight end last year, allowing a league low two touchdowns to the position and amongst the lowest yards and yards per catch. Joku's a mismatch big play guy, and neither look likely because I think they're going to focus on exploiting the secondary with the wide receivers. And then I don't like either Jordan Reed or Vernon Davis, whoever plays for Washington. Two great talents. One can't stay healthy, and the other one's 147 years old. <laughs> you know, and for good measure, they play the Eagles, who only allowed two tight end touchdowns last year as well, and the fewest red zone touches to the position with only five for the whole year. Stay far away from the Redskins tight ends this week. Okay, how about your one-hit wonders at kicker and defense? Hit me with them, Chris. Okay, i got a couple of veterans. Uh, Matt Bryan I'll mention first. Tavecchio with a sexy sleeper pick, a kicker this year with a high-powered Atlanta offense, but they switched back to veteran Bryant this week, so he's likely on the wire. 
That's a good indoor matchup. Go pick him up and start him, no problems. And I like Stephen Hauschka for Buffalo. The Jets gave up more field goals than anyone last year, and this could be a defensive game with some solid red zone defenses. So I like Hauschka. I also want to mention, keep an eye on this Joey Sly of Carolina. This cannon-legged rookie gets to make his debut with a decent matchup against the Rams. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that guy for streaming later. A couple of defenses I like. I love the Cowboys this week. Uh, um, you know, they, they got a solid D. I mean, they could be in a little bit of a uh, – the Giants are a little bit of disarray in a tough road game. I like them also for a three-week run to open the season with the Giants, Washington, and Miami. So Dallas is a nice streamer for a couple of weeks here. And I like Detroit on the road at Arizona. If you're going to take a flyer on a mediocre defense, it's hard to do better than an opportunistic defense facing a rookie quarterback in his first start. Okay. We want to remind everyone a premium package purchase also gets you free access to our subscriber forum where there are nearly 4,000 subscribers registered and waiting to voice their opinions, all the questions like who do I start and such uh, get asked there during the season. Uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, you know, We had a great time this preseason. Football is back here in the next uh, couple of days. Everyone's all excited about it. And, uh, you know, I, I personally can't wait. I want, I want to thank Chris again for, for being my co-host here uh, for, I mean, it's been a full decade of doing this now. Uh, you know, uh, thanks, buddy, you know, for having my back. Anyway, for Chris Rito, this is Mike Nazarek. We'll see you all next week when we preview week two for fantasy football uh, information. Good, good night, good luck, a good day, and everybody's still drafting. You know, get, get that team ready because football's back, baby. Football. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarak, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.